0: Help Me Be Me is self-help for people who hate self-help, hosted by me, Sarah May. What I talk about on my show is my personal opinion, and it's not a substitute for professional help. I'm not a licensed therapist, and this is based on my personal opinion. So take what helps and leave the rest. If you're really suffering, call 911 or your local emergency services. Thanks. Hi friends, it's Sarah May, and this is an episode uh, about boundaries, and it's it's half boundaries and it's half confidence. So the reason I'm pairing those things together is because they are very, very intertwined. One directly creates and affects the other. So this is about setting boundaries, what they are, how to set them, and also how to be self-loving. So it's very directly tied to how you can build confidence from what I would call the outside in if you are not a person who is confident currently. And this is an episode inspired by a chat I recently had with an individual, and it occurred to me I didn't used to know what boundaries were, what they were, how to know if I had them, and if I didn't have them, why they were important. So you can think about one set of loose boundaries as like, a leaky boat. Like if there's one hole, aka I have a bad boundary when it comes to accepting or or dating uh, only trustworthy people in my life. Like let's say I, I date a lot of people who are have issues, you know, like drug addiction, for example. So that is what I would call one leaky hole in my boat, and that would mean that my whole boat is constantly perpetually sinking just a little bit. So, I'm going to be constantly bailing out water. I'm going to be constantly all wet. AKA, I am compromised in my self definition. I'm compromised in my self respect, in my worth, in, in my ability to be accountable, in my ability to be trustworthy. And it compromises me, myself, even though it's just this other thing in my life, it's this other relationship in my life. I hope that makes sense. Because a lot of us don't know what the hell boundaries are and like what they do. And they directly translate into whether or not you like yourself and love yourself. It is a huge cornerstone piece of confidence, of happiness, lack of fear, lack of jealousy, and improvement in personal growth. So if you can change this one habit... I kid you not, it will change everything about your life for the better. It is amazing in what setting boundaries and having healthy boundaries changes and affects. In my opinion, it's the most freeing and powerful thing you can do. So, with that, here's this show. There are three parts the what, the why, and the how, the tools. Part one, the what. So setting good boundaries so you can be self-respecting as a person and a person who just loves themselves enough to advocate for themselves and also can love others by setting the right boundaries. So I want to be clear that when we set boundaries, we are being loving to others also because boundaries keep everyone safe and healthy. And you may be confused about what exactly a boundary is. In the simplest form, a boundary is when you remove access to yourself when someone demonstrates they are not honoring, respecting, and protecting you in health, in well-being, and in basic human respect. So for example, if someone says they respect you and they care about your time and your feelings, and then they don't treat you with respect by, let's say, not keeping you in the loop, not showing up, not calling you back when they say they will, or doing something to put you out or make your life difficult. In other words, demonstrating with their actions that they are not caring about your feelings, then you need to not continue having uh, a relationship with that person that allows them to repeat the same set of actions. So in this situation, you would say to yourself, Hmm. this is not a positive relationship. This person has wounded me. They have not been respectful toward me. And you would change the nature of your relationship so that this situation or circumstances like this will ever be repeated. So you will give no opportunity for this behavior to recur. And I don't mean you have to tell them like, I am ending this relationship now. All of the details of how this happens, like how this comes about are specific to each situation and each individual. For example... Like with a narcissist, it would be something that you would begin planning for and, and like really figure out how you're going to escape from them and, and do that in a safe way. And you would create a safe buffer before severing content. But with a casual friend, it w- this would probably not require you making a big statement. Instead, you would just stop reaching out to them or engaging them or putting yourself in any situation where you are vulnerable to them or relying on them for anything. If this is a romantic relationship, you would probably start distancing yourself from them and getting all of your loose ends in order. And then you would tell them that you would like to end the relationship or that you're just not interested in continuing. So a person who demonstrates a behavior that is hurtful to you is not allowed to repeat that set of behaviors to you. And they're not just not allowed to be in your life in that way. It's that simple. It's just that simple. So I just want you to chew on that for a moment or two and just see how, if you have like inner resistance that pops up when you imagine that, when you imagine just saying like, nope, you are not allowed to do that. Like, do you have an inner voice that comes up and says, but no, but they don't mean it. And what if they aren't even aware of it? What if they were trying their best? What if they actually are sorry? And what if they're struggling? If those are popping up, it's it's you attempting to continue to enable them. But it's also you secretly telling yourself that you deserve this kind of treatment, that you are not good enough to ask for someone who will treat you with kindness and respect and honor your feelings. And now I would like you to chew on that idea for a while. Because when we set firm boundaries, we actually feel worthy. We feel valuable. And when we don't, we feel not that important. We feel trivialized. We feel a little bit invisible. And, but not just our relationships with others, it directly creates our sense of who we are because you may not realize this, but boundaries are the way that you become self-loving. It starts with being able to set boundaries, even if you don't believe in them before you start setting them. And self-love can be built from the outside in, meaning you can start enacting the actions of someone self-loving and eventually it becomes who you are. I had to employ this path myself because I was someone who was not confident was not confident or self-loving though I was not conscious of that it was something that showed up in my behaviors like I had the behaviors of a person who didn't love themselves so I will just start by asking you this do you have the behaviors of someone who is self-loving meaning do you put yourself first and advocate for yourself do you treat yourself well do you choose healthy relationships Do you set boundaries and keep them so that others do not take advantage of you? Or do you use, uh, do you have relationships with people who use you for your gifts without reciprocating? Like, do you have a positive inner narrative that does not degrade you? Or do you have the opposite where you talk shit about yourself to yourself all the time? Do you choose people for mates who have their shit going on and who are nice and respectful to you? Or do you choose people who kind of don't even know you, who don't even um, acknowledge what you have that's special? Do they not see the gifts that are the most special about you? And that's usually more common in friendships, not necessarily relationships. I think relationships that are, you know, lopsided often the person like tells us all the things we want to hear. I'm getting on a tangent. Anyway, regardless, it's hard to see yourself when it's ingrained into your perspective, like when it's a belief system about ourselves. So the best way to notice if you are a person who has shitty boundaries is just notice your behaviors and what are the things that repeat in your life that are to do with relationships where you get burned? Are there patterns? Are there loops? That's a signal. There's probably some boundaries that need plugging, you know? So all of that to say, um, The, our behaviors are the greatest map to our inner beliefs, which brings me to part two, the why a lot of the time we grow up very comfortable with the attention on others. Like we prefer to make it about them because it means that we don't have to be seen, scrutinized or controlled so maybe you had a parent who was very controlling or narcissistic, or maybe you had a caregiver who left your immediate family, or maybe you lacked a caregiver who, who was stable, or perhaps the caregiver you had was focused on themselves due to a lack of resources. Maybe they had poor mental health, addiction, emotional issues, etc. All of these make for a personality type growing up that feels unsure of one's own value and unfocused on one's own value and and feelings and the validity of our feelings. So in order to feel inherently valuable and confident, we need to be validated by a caregiver. We need to be taught that through a demonstration of care and unconditional love. And without that, we may not grow up with a belief in our own value. We may may not even realize that because it shows up in such different and, and bizarre ways. So when we don't have this inner quote unquote, ouch, an inherent compass that tells us like, this hurts and it must stop. Instead, our inner compass might say, this hurts, but I can handle it. And this hurts, but it seems to make this other person happier. So I'll just keep doing it. So what we do is we practice putting ourselves behind others in all aspects of our lives. And we do it because it helps us to feel more in control and safer and less anxious when we are not the focus, it is so much easier to be in a relationship. It's easier to get love, to be close to somebody, because you're just making them happy. And if it's not about us, no reason to feel insecure or fear being rejected. And this is where we start to gain a sense of confidence in our merits. Permanently off stage, permanently pulling the rigs and opening the curtain. And we also do this because we are resetting a very specific stage from Childhood, We, our stage is the one where we didn't quite get the validation and love and adoration we wanted. So as adults, we're resetting the exact same situation. So whatever that longing is from your childhood, we will find it in our relationships, including in our poor boundaries in those relationships. So we will set up an identical dynamic, the one where we feel the most comfortable, or the one that's the most familiar where we are giving and not asking for anything in return. And we will still hope so hard and wait so long for that person to finally see us and validate us and say, I am so sorry. You are amazing. And now I want to give you everything your heart desires. You have won my love. But that moment never comes when we end up practicing just being okay with whatever for years and years and then decades. And all the while, we don't realize that okay with whatever is keeping us broken, and it's keeping our confidence low, and it's keeping our bar low, and with that, our sense of value and confidence unsure. So what happens when you notice this in adult life, like you'll see, you know, I don't like myself. I don't feel confident. I keep betraying myself. I don't have good friends. I don't have good relationships. I don't have respect from other people in my life. People take and take and people don't call me back or don't show up. Or I had another dead end relationship with someone who's far beneath my bar for, for a functioning positive human. You start to see that and you say, huh, why is that? And maybe, you know, the roots of it, you know, the, 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 like the basic origins of the patterns, but you can't seem to solve for how to grow this innate sense of confidence and self-love in yourself. Well, a massive piece of it is just starting to build the relationship you have with yourself, just like you would with a friend, you know, you just have to start showing up for yourself, but not just when you, you know, when things are fucking terrible, like you need to start showing up for yourself in all of the very small, important ways. And you might realize I'm talking about boundaries, just having firm boundaries in these really specific ways that reflect how you truly feel and what truly hurts you. You have to start respecting yourself in the moments you feel, ah, this hurts. And I don't really like that. And you stand by yourself in that feeling enough to walk away from something that you kind of will feel attached to or desperate for or lesser than in the moment, you know? and I'm talking about a person, like another person, you'd be like, well, oh, but I can't, they'll be mad at me. Or what if they walk away and they don't like me anymore? You still walk away in honor of you. And in those tiny moves, that honor of yourself, something magical and amazing happens. You start to feel a value. You literally start to feel respectable and lovable and strong. And it's that relationship, that bond that you grow with yourself, that changes everything in your life. It guides you to all the answers you need. It allows you to walk toward the life that ultimately makes you happy in a straight line because you're no longer zigzagging with the wrong people in the wrong ways and doing things like bending, contorting your body in service of people that are not ultimately going to see you and give you what you need to be happy. You start to just walk in the direction of what you truly want. It's amazing. Which brings me to part three the how, the tools. And I just want to call out, in case it's not completely blatantly obvious, I absolutely had all of these realizations and it blew my fucking mind. I mean, it's just the best, the best learning you will ever have in your life is happening right now if you are starting this process. And I think you are because you're listening to this. So whenever we actually invest in something and something, tickles our curiosity. It's because something in us has already begun to change. So you just have to continue to foster and fertilize that curiosity. It's already in motion. Okay. So part three, the how the tools, these are some tools about how you can set boundaries. Um, and specifically what I mean by that is like your behavioral responses to other people, because you can change everything in your life just by changing yourself. And I know that when you are starting to set boundaries, it can be hard to know if you actually believe them or mean them. I remember thinking, well, but I don't really care that much, you know, and that was true for a lot of things. Like i literally remember being like, I don't really care if someone is super fucked up or if they have an addiction problem, because I was like, who am I to judge? I was the same. So I didn't see it as a value that I held. And so I suffered the ramifications, ramifications of having lots of relationships or friends who took and took and took and were not accountable. And a lot, that's because a lot of those people were not functioning and not capable of maintaining healthy boundaries about anything in their life. So I'll say it again. You can think about boundaries as a leaky boat. If there's one hole in your boat, the whole thing is perpetually sinking just a little bit. So if you have one area of your life, that's got a fuzzy boundary, you're still going to be all wet. AKA you're still going to be compromised in your sense of self-respect. In, it translates. It's like it wets everything else in your life. Even if it's just in this one area of like, you know, romantic partners, let's say, it still brings down every, the whole baseline of who you are. It affects everything because you're, still, you're telling yourself with that one leak boundary, well, but I do deserve it from, I do deserve bad treatment from a person in my life from this person, this person's allowed to come before me and my self-respect. One bad boundary is enough to define us as not worthy. It redefines everything else, just like water seeks its own level. So with that, here are some tools to get started on your, uh, b- boat patching <laughs> path. All right. First tool is called guilt stones. So this is a huge part of Of setting boundaries. We, my people, you and I have a a very, um, intense form of guilt that is akin to, uh, PTSD. It's so incredibly painful and visceral that we have to literally teach ourselves to tolerate that intensity, um, by, by deliberately coming up with tools to manage it in our bodies. So I just want you to know, like when you start to go through this process, you will feel at times like you are sitting in a fire. I want you to anticipate this and pass it the same way you might pass a kidney stone. I've never had a kidney stone, but I've heard it's excruciatingly painful. So imagine this feeling of guilt is passing through your body and you are holding tight and breathing through that pain. I talk a lot about on my show how Our nervous systems are wired by formative experiences and our physiological responses to life stressors are encoded by those experiences. With us in particular, those with weak boundaries, I mean, guilt is like the most intense and unbearable pain in the world. And that's something we must practice sitting and breathing through. So just let's practice right now. I want you to now go to a mental place, visualize a place that represents relief That is not polarizing. So something like a moment that is removed from any triggering relationship. Somewhere simple. Soothing. Just try and call something to mind. For me, that is smoking meat on my patio with applewood. And the kids are playing in the sun. And we see the palm trees swaying. And it's sunny. And there's a nice cool breeze. And the smell of applewood is just the most amazing summer smell ever. So that's mine. What is yours? I'm just going to give you a moment. Call it to mind. Where are you? What does it smell like? What is the temperature? Just be there. And now bring a gentle smile to your face. And now let's just take some slow, deep breaths. And just put your hand on your lower belly and expand it outwards as much as you can as you take the next deep breath. And this is how we bring our bodies slightly back down to earth when we are in that intense pain of guilt. We go to that visual and we really study the details in our mind's eye. We bring to mind the smell, the feeling, the temperature. We look around and we do deep breathing. And that, as you can do that, as you teach your body to tolerate intense painful feelings, we get better at it and better at it. And with that, the muscle memory weakens. So know that the guilt that gets conjured is that of our childhood self in the moments of our greatest traumas and the ones usually where maybe somebody was not going to love us or see us or take care of us anymore, or, or they were going to be mad at us. And those, that guilt is old. It's not true anymore. We don't need to believe this feeling anymore. We are now able to love and take care of ourselves. And things are much more tolerable now because we are capable. We are resourced now. We're grown. So I, I also suggest giving yourself a light squeeze. That's right. Just invite you to give yourself a short hug. That part's optional. But it feels nice. Just a little pressure on your arms. All right. That's my first tool. Second tool is a journal process or you can do it on your phone. Prefer if you did it in a journal because handwriting gets to uh, the subconscious much better. So this is a journal exercise. I want you to write your values list. If you don't know what your boundaries are, then it's helpful to just start with a list of really simple, basic human values. Things that you think are important to creating happiness in your life. For example, honesty, trust, trust, mental health safety feeling honor and respect or honored and respected so just write these down in just you know one word one word per line and title it my values list and if you can't think of any um, just start with things that you know to be important to most people like even if you can't feel their importance from this place right now I think a lot of the time when we are hesitant to set a value as our own, it's because we are currently betraying it and we can see innately that we are not going to uphold the value in our own behavior and that's okay. And in many ways that's true because of having weak boundaries. We have to, this is how we start, you know? So in many ways you are going to be setting values for the things you would like to uphold yourself. So for example, accountability, accountability, respectability. Those one would have been really big ones for me. A lot of self-work is like a chicken and egg situation in that you can start with the chicken or the egg. It doesn't really matter. The same outcome happens regardless. The goal is just to start somewhere by setting in black and white, like an ideal list of values you would one day like to have working for you in your life. So just think of this as the values that I would like to hold for myself and for others. And don't worry about whether or not they're true for you now. If we have a want or a goal, that is something that exists as potential inside of us already. It just hasn't been attainable up until making it so. It will be eventually. So the part of us that wants us to stay dysfunctional or that relishes being a little fucked up, is the part of us that feels we deserve it or that it's our true identity. But in reality, it is not. Our true identity is health and balance. And that is our origin, all of us. So we are in the process of returning to that balance. It starts with super simple moves and setting a very foundational values, just starting to build the house from the ground up. All right, the next tool is called training in the ouch. So I want you to practice feeling, this feels counterintuitive, I know, I want you to practice feeling the hurt and leaning into the anger of someone not doing what they say they will. Like really channel that wound because that wound keeps you safe. When you can be in that pain and that energy of pissed offness, you can set goals from a healthier and less clingy place. So in those windows of time that you are feeling the most angry or most hurt, these are the times that's best to journal and just get all of those feelings out in black and white and mean it and record it and know that it is justified. Because I think what we tend to do is explain it away. We can't possibly hold on to it. Like, well, but no, it's probably my fault. That that's partly because of the low self worth. But when we start to set boundaries, what we're going to be doing is reclaiming the truth of our feelings and seeing them and believing we mean them and that we are allowed to mean them, and standing by them and saying like, you know what, me? Fuck yeah, you sh- you should be pissed off because fuck that, and saying, I don't like this relationship. This relationship makes me feel like shit or I want trust. I want honor. I don't want someone who fucks other people, whatever it is. Apologies for so many F-bombs and just being able to say that and say, I mean it and I'm not taking it back and it's not my fault. That can be very hard. Even if it seems obvious in some ways, just to claim the truth of you, of what you want and claim the truth of what hurts it can be very hard for us to do that. Like we have resistance because we think like, well, but I must've had some part in it, but you didn't. So just train in that ouch, validate our own wants and our own hurts so we can hold on to them more so because they will keep us safe. See those as unchangeable and they will help you to even see what your path is. They'll, they make the guardrails for the path you are walking. It'll help you to stay committed to the truth of your values and your goals. All right, that is the training in the ouch tool. My next tool is a familiar one. I've put it on several episodes, but this is the assessment hat. This is for if you are dating and you have bad boundaries. I always tell people just to remember when you are dating, especially at the very beginning, you are not to go into their heads. You are to stay in your own body and Really, just assess. So, this is a metaphor that my therapist, my old therapist, gave me, which is like you're wearing a giant red hat. The giant red hat has a painted sign on the front of it that says assessment hat. And your job when you're on your first date, on your first early dates, you're just assessing that person and their behavior. Your job is only to recognize their actions. What are their actions telling you about them? Do you like that? Are they respectful? Are they consistent with their word and their actions? Are they giving you any red flags? Stay in that job. That is your only job. It's not to make them love you. It's not to win them. It's just to assess, do I like this person? Do I trust this person? Is this person aligning with my values? They will tell you everything you need to know if you can just keep your hat on and not jump out of your body into their body and how you can control them. And just constantly remind yourself, I'm just assessing. And they will tell you all the information you need to know. And then you just see the truth and you say, oh, that is. It either is the right person or it's not the right person. And once you have that information, pray that you can just accept it and see it. Because it's there. And the quicker we can align with the truth, the quicker we can continue on our right path. Whatever that may be which is a nice bridge into this next tool, which is called divining rod, or it just is. So this is my, I guess the mantra version of this would be, it just is. And a visualization of this tool is this divining rod you're holding. And this is just what I want you to picture you have in your hands at all time, because when we as controllers get delivered a set of information Often we are trying to fix it. We're trying to figure out like, maybe if I did blank, I can make it better. Maybe if I tried harder, I can make it better. And when somebody demonstrates to us, they are not in alignment with our values. They are not consistent with their word. They have poor boundaries. They're not respectful. Or maybe they want to be in their words. They are, but they are just not in reality. There's nothing bad about that. It's just the truth. It just is. And the quicker we can really see that as true, as just, this is a gift to me to know this. And if I could just take this in, digest it now, I can be back on my path and closer to finding the person who is right for me. It just is. When we add judgment to something, we make it something positive or negative. When in reality, it's just the truth. And if we can really see that in, in all situations, we don't have to add in our spin to something. Life gets so much easier. It's not personal anymore. It's not like, you know, they dissed me or how dare they, you know, whatever. It's like when we take out all that reactivity, things are just, they are. It's just like, oh, that's, that's where that person is. Okay, I'm going to move on now. And if you can approach relationships in that way and dating in this way, it's like you get so much power, you get so much autonomy and freedom and a relief from all of that trying so hard to contort ourselves and like, well, but if I do this, will they like me? Will they like me? Will they like me? It's like, they're either your person or they're not. That's, it just is. It's already written. No matter what you do, it's already written. Okay. That's that tool. The next tool is called stranger on the street or basic human respect. So this is a good, just keep it in your pocket, like a little AAA card. I had a hard time really understanding just what I deserved from other people. Like I'm like, well, but should I ask for that though? But like, wait, are they being a dick? It's like, it's impossible to tell sometimes if you're just used to kind of eating garbage from everybody in your life. So a great bar is just picture a stranger on the street. How would you treat a stranger you've never met on the street? That is what you deserve. Just basic human respect. You deserve that from everybody in your life, no matter who it is. That's it. So you can you just apply that to, te- to all relationships and just be able to tell like, is this a hurtful relationship? Hmm. Are they being as respectful as they would to a stranger on the street? No okay, then this is a bad relationship. I need to get this out of my life immediately. Easy rule of thumb. Okay. Next tool, huge one, huge one. It is probably the most no duh because of this topic, but I'm just going to put it in because a lot of time people haven't read all the books and haven't listened to every episode. So this tool is detach with love. It is a simple mantra I want you to hold on to this idea of detaching with love. It is a key tool in setting boundaries. Just because you don't want to do what someone else wants you to do doesn't mean that you are an asshole or you are unloving or you are cruel. It just means that to accommodate them would be to hurt yourself. And that is not loving to either of you. I use this so much in the hardest part of my self work. In many ways, it's like letting go of an addiction. So you just have to act as if, and close your eyes and keep walking in the general direction of health by setting the boundaries and honoring yourself in the moments that you're like, I, to do this would betray me. To keep going in this relationship would betray me. And cut it out of your life. And then just remind yourself detaching with love, detaching with love. I send them love and be neutral. Like know that you're not just because you don't want to be in this person's life or just because you don't want to continue to engage does not make you mean in any way. It is very loving to be in a state of truth and honoring your truth. And the more you can do this and just kind of breathe through that pain and that intensity, you will grow into just knowing that it's, not a betrayal of them in any shape or form. You will know that is it is absolutely a loving and completely rational thing to do to honor yourself and to not betray yourself. So this is the tool to use in those moments you are suffering the intensity of the guilt that comes about when we set a boundary for the very first time. Just, you can say like, I'm sorry, I love you. Um, I can't you don't even have to tell them anything. You know, it's, it's really about knowing this in your own mind. Like I'm detaching with love. I'm not doing this to be hostile. I'm doing this to honor myself. And then we can practice tolerating that feeling and go through the motions of self care one after the other. I've brought this up on old shows, but I highly recommend having in your notes on your phone, what I would call an E chord list or a 911 list. And it's, Basically, a list of 10 things you can do to calm your body when you are emotionally triggered. And guilt is like a highly triggering emotion. And basically what you have to do is just soothe it and soothe it and soothe it. Redirect your thoughts and soothe it. And know that to honor boundaries is self-loving and it's also loving to others. I've given this as well on other podcast episodes, but I think just doing a visualization of sending them love in that moment and just knowing that you mean that is, is one way to relieve ourselves of a little bit of the edge of that guilt. So I hope all of those tools are helpful. I hope this episode is helpful. And I'm, if you're listening to this still, I'm so excited that you're going through this process because it'll change your fucking life, man. So before I close, I want to thank my latest sponsors, Joe. Thank you so much. And Thank you, Madison, a massive donation from you. Thank you so very much. And a new Patreon sponsor, Samantha. Thank you so very much. Anyone who wants to check out um, the individual chats that I've recorded, then you can go to the Patreon page. I think it's Patreon slash Sarah Maybe. I should know that, Jesus. Um, anyway, thank you so much. Anyone who has the means, donations really help out this show. If you don't have the means, I totally get it reviews on iTunes also are amazing and I love to read them. So thank you so very much. So in closing, when we can set boundaries, we literally transcend all the shit that kept us stuck and hurting and, you know, shoveling garbage in our mouths in our lives. And we suddenly feel a superpower of confidence, self-love, and just It's like the most amazing and energizing muscles you have ever had. You literally realize you can do anything you set your mind to and things get so simple and so easy. We put down so much extra work and energy and mental muscling through unnecessary shit because you can see for once with so much worry and crap, it's, it's not about me, you know, like all this stuff I was so worried about with all these other people, it wasn't my fault. It's not my fault if they're upset. It's not my job to solve this relationship. It's not on me to fix this really fucked up situation. It just is. And I don't have to feel sad about that. I don't have to feel powerless or terrified. I can let go and I can be happy and still love that person that is fucked up from afar. And I can take care of myself and I'm allowed to take care of myself and I should. And when you start to do that, you, you are actually able for the first time to design your life, the happiest life you can imagine. And it actually works and you build it for real and it's yours. And then you're in it. You've created the environment that you actually want. And then you're living in it and enjoying it. And all the things that you chose for yourself are wonderful and it's amazing. And I want that for you. I had the worst boundaries ever. And I, I still have to work to maintain them consciously. But I am now a healthy and emotionally functioning person. And people always tell me, I can't believe how much you juggle. I can't believe how poised you are managing so many different projects. And you have such a full plate. And you don't seem to get stressed. And I can tell you guys, because you're like me, that is because I was doing so much overwork For the majority of my life, I was managing other people's feelings and taking care of shit that wasn't mine to take care of and worrying about what they were thinking and managing my eating disorders and my heroin and cocaine addiction and my facade and my lies and having, that's like having 12 jobs all the time. And when you lose all of that shit that you have, you know, all the anxiety and the worry and the mental debating and solving Life is just so much simpler and lighter and more enjoyable. And you will one day realize, wow, I have so much extra energy and my body feels so much more energized and my shoulders are so much lighter and I'm just joyful. This regular healthy life, it's a piece of cake compared to what I had to deal with before. And what a relief, what a relief. None of that stuff is my job. None of that stuff is your job. So keep going. Seriously, don't stop. I send you so much love and so much conviction to be on this path and know it's right and know it's yours, that what you dream for yourself will happen. So don't ever stop pursuing it. And don't forget to smile.